podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. We are continuing our progress as we walk through the the time as of Jesus' ministry. Um, if you remember, we're getting ourselves to Palm Sunday, to Easter. This is the last Sunday, of course, in January. Um, that means February is fast approaching, which brings my favourite time of year uh, for, for us in the UK as spring arrives. Um, and we get to see all the, the bulbs that have been quiet for all this time creeping up through the soil. The daffodils are not far off, which is very exciting. So if you can recall then, um, Jesus had just had a fantastic conversation with a Pharisee, a Jewish uh, leader by the name of Nicodemus. He'd come to Jesus to find out who Jesus really was, to ask the question essentially, who are you? Um, and he was left uh, in, in a position where he'd seen something and heard something that he'd never experienced before. If you remember, he saw a different kind of love. He saw it, he felt it, he experienced it. And for the first time, the scriptures had been open to him for, for him to see all that Jesus was doing, all that God was working through his son. And today, while we move on some further steps to a point where Jesus is now back in a place called Cana in Galilee, where he performed his first miracle, where he turned water into wine at a wedding banquet. And this account gives us a glimpse further into Jesus' power and his authority we get to see Jesus say the word and of course what he speaks comes into being. We see that Jesus is God in flesh as he has power over sickness and disease. And it also shows us, as I've said, that when he speaks, it happens. And that's encouraging for us. And, and the question for us today then will be, in these moments when we hear and when we see, the question is, will we step? Will we step? We're going to read from John chapter 4 and verse 46 through 53. I've got my NIV Bible in front of me um, and it says this. After two days, he left for Galilee. Now, Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet has no honour in his own country. When he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, for they were also uh, they had also been there. Once more, he visited Cana in Galilee, where he turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay ill in Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Go, 
Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on his way, his servants met him with the news that this boy, that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realised that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and his whole household believed. This was the second sign Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee. Let's just pray. Lord, we just want to thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for this account today. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to just see all that you've got to say to us, that you would open up our ears, that you would open up our heart, that, Lord, we might see and hear all that you've got to say. I pray, Father, that you would just bless your word as we've read it together. But, Father, I pray, too, that you would just speak through me, that it would be clear, that we would see all that you've got to say. We're just so grateful for it. And we pray, Lord, that you would just encourage us now as we look together in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So this is a, an amazing account. And it's just tucked in there in between two huge, um, well-known Bible stories that are that, as they say, I'm pretty sure that you'll know about. And in there, he's just tucked in this little account. And here we have Jesus just walking and preaching to the crowds that just naturally gather around him because they want to hear and they want to see. They're desperate to hear what Jesus has got to say. But they're also, I would say in this moment, as we'll see from this account, they're more desperate to see what Jesus can do. They're more desperate to see what Jesus can do. They want to see what everyone's been talking about. This bloke, he has turned water into wine at a wedding. So much has happened in Jerusalem. Everyone saw it. Everyone heard it. And everyone wants to see it for themselves. They're bursting to see something else. They're bursting to see Jesus perform some miracle that they then get to be this eyewitness to this, this thing that they've never experienced before. But in the crowd, there's a man who has a very different motive. He's heard that Jesus is in town. And he's travelled because he's heard that Jesus is in a place close to his house, that he's, it was worth the effort to go and see Jesus. He's heard Jesus is there. And in his moment of sadness, his moment of desperation, he's done the only thing that he felt he could do. He's run to find Jesus. Verse 46 and verse 47, we get to see this moment. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. He went because he knew that Jesus could do something. The Bible tells us when this man heard, he went. When this man heard, he went. When he heard that Jesus was close by, he'd heard, probably seen enough. Maybe he was even at the wedding. Maybe he'd heard what had gone off in Jerusalem uh, to know that this man can help. His son was close to death. His choices were, well, quite simple in this moment. 
He could either sit and watch and all that was going to ensue, or he could go to find the healer. He could sit and watch or he could go and find the healer. The Bible tells us he heard and he went. He heard and he stepped. He heard and he stepped. It's a huge decision in a huge pivotal moment in this man and of course his son's life. When the man gets to Jesus, he begs him to come and heal his son. And we see that in verse 47. But remember, Jesus is right in the middle of a crowd who are desperate to see more signs and wonders. They're desperate to see what Jesus can do, not necessarily to listen at what Jesus is saying. They just want to see a miracle. We don't really want to know what you've got to say, Jesus. We just want to see you do something that we've heard you can do. Or maybe we've seen you do before. Let's see it again. They're desperate to see and not necessarily to hear Jesus teaching. And now in this moment, in this man's point of desperation as he's come to Jesus, it all gets a little bit tricky. Verse 47 and 48, Jesus says, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. Unless you see signs and wonders, you'll never believe. Jesus is completely and utterly aware that 99% of the crowd are not listening. They just want to have a look. They just want to see what's going off. But they're not listening. And Jesus says, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. And the royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus, you've got to come, else he's going to die. You can hear the desperation in the man's voice. And Jesus in this moment is addressing a crowd that are just desperate to see something. One thing we should all know and grasp, church, is that God doesn't always give us our desires. He doesn't always give us our desires, but he always meets our need. Let me repeat that. God doesn't always give us our desires, but he always meets our need. He always meets our need. And that today is a valuable lesson from the word as we're going to see right now. We have to remember, we know what, uh, he knows, sorry, what we need. He is fully aware of what we need. He knows also what we want. He knows the desires of our heart, good and bad. He knows how we act. He, the Bible tells us he knits us together in our mother's womb. He knows you better than you know you. He knows what makes us tick. But he also knows that giving us our desires all the time isn't always beneficial for each of us. And that church is where faith comes into play. It's the first instance that we see today that faith comes into play and it's going to come into play in a huge way in the moments to follow. But honestly, we have to ask the question to ourselves today, what parent would give their child everything that they wanted? Maybe we've seen 
the outcome of that over, over years. Maybe we've seen what happens. The truth is, no good parent would give their child everything that they wanted. The question is why? Well, because we know as parents what's beneficial for our children. Prayerfully we do. You can't possibly give a child everything that they want because I know what's going to keep them safe. You know, when they see something on TV and they want to do that, I'm not going to take them abseiling if they're under six years old. It's not sensible. Stuff's not going to go right, is it? There are things as parents that we say, no, that's not a good idea. You know, I know you want that, I do. But actually in this moment, it's best that we don't do that. And there are a myriad of things that you can think of in this moment to know it isn't always beneficial to give our children everything that, we, uh, that they want. As a parent, our job is to protect. Our job is to teach and to help them to grow into the adults that they're going to become, God willing. Firstly... As parents were to supply their need. It's a God-given principle, church. It's not to supply them their wants and desires. It's to supply their need. And that is how God works with us. Remember, he loves us. We are his children. And he wants the best for us. But what good parent would give their child everything that they wanted? Then we get this next moment. So after the, the moment of awkwardness, um, where it got just a wee bit tricky, we get verse 49 and verse 50. As the royal official says, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus says this, he says, Go, your son will live. Go, your son will live. And in the 1984 um, translation of the NIV, it says, you may go, you may go. And that's where the title has come from, because it allows us to see that God is in control. And here the man looks, you can imagine his worry, his heartache, the desperation in this moment. And Jesus says to him, you may go. Your son will live. In this moment, Jesus did not satisfy the crowd's desires. In this moment, Jesus did not satisfy the crowd's desires. But what he did do is he met the man's need. He didn't satisfy the crowd. Rather, he met the man's need. Verse 50 tells us that the man took Jesus at his word and he departed. He took Jesus at his word and he departed. This church, this moment, is what I can only describe, and there aren't really enough superlatives to do this justice, but essentially it's show-stopping faith. I, I can't think of anything else to describe it. It is show-stopping faith. We've seen a glimpse of faith already that we need to have as the church for us on our walk with the Lord on a day-to-day -day basis, but now we see faith in this man completely and utterly show-stopping faith in full action. 
Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Let me just repeat that. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is being sure and faith is being certain. And this royal official had faith, right? He had faith in abundance. He had faith that said, Jesus has said it. I am now going to do it. Remember, he heard and he went and now he's heard and he's gone. He's heard and he went. He's heard and he's gone. This man knows this Jesus in front of him that he can do the incredible. He can do the impossible. What's impossible with man is possible with God. The word tells us and the man here, he got it. Oh my word, he got it. But what we can learn, what we can draw from this today is we church, we have to step. And you today, if you are watching and I pray that you're listening, if you don't know Christ as saviour, the word tells us here that we have to hear, but we have to step. It's one thing hearing it. It's one thing tuning in to church on a, on a Sunday and great. I love it that you do, but I pray that you listen. Because it's so important. What here I am telling you is the gospel. It is good news. It's the good news about Jesus Christ. You have a saviour who loves you. You have a God who gave his very best in the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you don't listen, you'll never step. And if you don't step, you'll never get to see. We have to step. We have to believe and we have to step. And I know it's not always an easy step. Please believe me when I say that. I know that the steps that we have to take in faith are not always easy. I've experienced that myself in my own life. They are not always easy. But faith tells us that God is in absolute control. Faith tells us that God knows the outcome. God is sure and he is certain. God is in control. He's not always going to fulfill my desires. I have to know that. Because it's immature to think that he will. I know he won't always fulfil my desires. But what I do know, with sure and certain, I am absolutely in faith saying that God will always meet my need. It won't match up. I'm so sure to the plan that I've got. But I know that God has a bigger and a better plan. The man displays immense faith. And his steps lead to his revelation. His steps lead to his revelation. Listen, verse 50 through 53. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. When he was still on his way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realised that this was the exact time at which Jesus has said to him, your son will live. So he and his whole household believed. The man has turned and he's gone. He's heard and he's gone. He's heard what Jesus has said. Jesus has said, go, you may go. Your son will live and the man has gone right. If Jesus has said it, then that is enough for me. 
You know, we can so often pray to God, God, help me. Help me with my family struggle. Lord, help me with my financial worry. Help me with this friendship that's broken down. Help me, Lord, with this illness that I've received. Help me, Lord. And he needs us to trust that he's in control. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Remember, though, in our maturity, it's not about meeting our desires, but it's about meeting our needs. So when we pray to God, it's not about our desires that everything's going to be rosy and perfect. That's not life. That's not how it works. But God will always meet our need. So it doesn't mean that everything's going to be how I plan it to be. I'm going to pray these things and God's going to answer A, B, C and D exactly how I expect him to answer it. But what I can assure you, because we see it in his word so many times over and over and over again, when we bring these things to the Lord in faith and we're willing, when God says, I've got it, that we leave it at the foot of the cross, we leave it with him, we're able to go. You may go I've got it leave it with me it'll be dealt with not how you expect Matt but it'll be dealt with according to my plan you see church when we start to realize this and we start to grasp what's going off in this account we see that the focus isn't necessarily on us sometimes that's hard to grasp isn't it because the world revolves around well you and me so we're told but you see, here we start to see that there's a bigger picture in play. The focus isn't on us, but it's on building his kingdom. You know, when you think about what's about to happen now, as we see as the, the family, uh, uh, the servants have come to meet the man and say, look, your son's alive. And when did that happen? The exact time that he spoke to Jesus. You can start to think how in these moments, if Jesus had have gone, right, OK, I'll follow you to your house. And the whole crowd had gone with him. We don't know how this family may have reacted to that. You think about it, you know, how would they have reacted as the crowd arrived, you know, desperate to see a miracle? We just want to see. Remember, this is a man's son. This is this is a tough moment. The last thing you'd want is a huge crowd desperate to see some miracle. So we don't know how they would have reacted. But what we do know is that in verse 53, it tells us that. They believed. The whole family believed. Not because Jesus came with a huge crowd and performed an amazing miracle. No, they believed because Jesus spoke it. The man believed that Jesus was enough and the boy was healed. And the testimony of that man to the rest of his household meant that they believed that Jesus was indeed enough. Kingdom building church is always first kingdom building is always first the question is though and it still remains for you and I today will we step will we step will we trust God to meet our needs not our desires will we take uh, like the man does in this account will we take the step and will we put our faith in Jesus. Let me remind you of Hebrews 11 and verse 1 that says faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do 
not seen. Our faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you today for your word. We thank you for its encouragement. We thank you, Lord, that we see in this account a man who was willing to hear and to step. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to act in that same way. Father, in maturity, to know and understand that you're not out to meet our desires, but God, you will always meet our need. And we just pray that you would help us to see that, that our faith would be strong enough, our faith would grow enough to know, to be sure and to be certain that you're in control. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing for us. Father, we just pray again at this time that you'll continue to be strength, to be peace to all those that are going through tough moments at this time. Father, whether that be physical illness, whether that be mental illness, we just pray, Lord, that you would just have your hand upon us. Father, be with us, strengthen us, we pray. And we just want to lift high the name of Jesus today. And we just praise you for all that you've done for us, that you've made a way where there was no way through your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless us, Lord God, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.